0: You are listening to the Cittacalci USA show, the only news and podcast in English about AS Cittadella. Hello, everyone! Welcome back to the Cittacalci USA show, episode number one hundred and three, coming to you on Wednesday, November twenty-second. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody that celebrates. It's currently one day out from that holiday, but Cittadella are getting ready for their game against Suturo on the weekend. The international break is done. And Lancastrati is going to the Euros with Albania as they qualify during this window. It's been a while since has played, so we'll get you caught up on all the news, all the details about the game against Sutiro, as well as getting you a little bit of caught up with the European qualifiers that happened during this international break. So it's going to be a good podcast, so sit back and enjoy. But before we start, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA. And visit our website at Chitakauchusa.com for more in- insight, news, articles, all that stuff at Chitakauchusa.com. So, welcome back to the podcast. It's been just a little bit uh, over a week since I last did one. And I was in that, I was getting ready for the European qualifiers as Chitarella last won their game against Palermo 1-0, thanks to a Luca Pandolfi goal. That seems like such a long time ago, and, and to be fair, it was. And Cittadella still hasn't played a game since then, since that game against Palermo. But they are coming up against Sutiro this Saturday. We'll get to that game in a little bit, but before we start uh, talking about that game, I just want to briefly touch on the international break, as I, you may have heard in the intro that I just did. Elan Kastradi, a goalkeeper for Albania. The third string really for Albania, but starting goalkeeper for Cittadella. He will be going to the Euros with Albania as they qualified. They qualified last Friday, the 17th, I believe it was, against Moldova. Albania just needed a point in their last two games against Moldova and the Faroe Islands and they got the job done in moldova the first game it was i watched the game it was a little too close for comfort i'd say from um, albania's point of view because moldova did come pretty close to winning at the end but they got the job done uh so very happy for castrati we saw him in the celebration photos and the locker rooms uh with the fans as well so uh, it, it's a big accomplishment for Castrati, big accomplishment for Albania. It's, it's only their second ever European championship, so they will be qualifying for Germany. It's not really official yet uh, that Castrati will be there uh, because you know, obviously the, the, the roster for the team for Albania has not been released yet and it w- won't be released until a few months from now. But we will keep an eye out on it and even if castrati plays i've always said this in every single podcast that i've talked about him it's only the most important thing is that a cittadella goalkeeper is there and will be there uh, at the euros because that'll be a very good recognition uh, for cittadella and for the whole team in general so really happy for castrati it's been a long time in the making if you remember if you recall from 2020, so about three years ago, Castrati came in as kind of the backup because, remember, Alberto Pagliari was start, sold to Genoa after the after the COVID season, or the season going into COVID. So let's say 2020-21 season he was sold. Uh, then they only need, needed a backup keeper. Ellen Castrati filled that. That spot in from Trampani as they went uh, under the uh, Italian football pyramid for bankruptcy. So Castrati signed. He was originally brought up as a backup, did not start for a few months, but then he did get his chance because I believe Luca Maniero got COVID and Castrati had to fill out his place for a few games. He impressed pretty well, so uh, slowly he got that starting role as the keeper. And, after a few good games a good season solid season with Cittadella, he did get up his uh, Albanian national team call up and has been getting called up ever since so it's a really, really fun and interesting story for Castrati and also his market value and according to transfer market he's been the the most uh, what's it called <laughs> the the highest ranked market value on uh, the Chittarello squad. So that's pretty interesting. But yes, very happy for Castrati. The other international player that we had during this window was Claudio Cassano, which was a late call into the Italy U-20 team. It was kind of late. We only knew about it at the day after the Palermo match. So Cassano was with the team against England U-20 and Portugal U-20 for those games. Unfortunately, I couldn't find much information about those games. I couldn't find it on SofaScore, I couldn't find it on FootMob, not even the Atsuori website. So I unfortunately can't tell you if Cassano played. I don't believe he played in the Portugal game, but I don't know about the England match. Uh, All I know is that uh, Italy looks like they performed well. They did get the win in England, and... Now I've already forgotten the the results of the Portugal match, but I'll pull it up just real quick. Just give me a moment, please. Uh, bear with me here. As uh, yes, yes. So England did, or uh, Italy did beat England three nil, and then they beat Portugal two one in Sassuolo. That game was being played. So good window overall for this uh, Cittadella, the two Cittadella international slots, but now they should be back at the Tombolato getting ready again for this match against Suti as the league comes back from, once again, another international break. Three international breaks in September, October, November, all back-to-back. It seems like a lot, and to be honest, it was, but the good news for all the international break haters out there is no international break until March, or the end of March, so a few months of pure football, pure calcio, uh, until we get another big break again. So that's kind of the international catch-up for Cittadella in Albania, in uh, Italy U20. Now let's talk, which you probably clicked on this uh, episode for, is the match against Su Tirol. Coming up at the Stadio Cesare Tombolato, that game will be uh, the 25th of November at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, that is that is a 2 p.m. local time kickoff against Sutirol on the Saturday, which a lot of other games are being played in Serie B. Probably the most notable game of the weekend is the Catanzaro versus Cosenza match. Uh, Calabria Calabria Derby. That game's on Sunday. But on Saturday, we have the game against Sutirol. Sutirol is an interesting team. Um, you know, they're coached by Bisoli, Pierpaolo Bisoli, who has done a really good job at at Su-Tirol since uh, coming in last season. Remember, Su were really struggling before he came, and he's really brought a revolution to them and really almost made Serie A last year. And they're con- still continuing to be a, a good team. I don't know if they're as strong as last season, because currently after... Well, for them, twelve games because they still got a game in hand. Four, four, and four. So four draws, four wins, and four losses for Sutural at the moment. Not the best, not the greatest, but it's still they're still there. In the standings, they're currently eleventh with sixteen points, uh, only three points behind Cittadella. Although they do have a game in hand, so this is really a six-pointer game if you look at it. But the thing about Sutural and in Serie B that a lot of us has noted and. Just their way of style is just they like to sit back, they like to counter, and they love to defend. Um, Although they are on a two-game losing streak, I do expect a very stiff game, I'd say. I think that's a right word to do it. Uh, Expect low scoring because this is a team that doesn't score a lot, but when they do get shots on goal, when they do get in dangerous areas, they will make you pay because Su Tirol have, I'll read you some stats that I brought up about uh, the opponents right here. Sue Tirol have the lowest percentage of possession in Serie B with average of 41.1%. They have the fewest shots on target, only 27 shots on target. That's the lowest in Serie B, but, but they have the sixth highest goal scored in, in the league. And granted, they have played one game less than majority of the teams. They've scored 16 goals this season. That is the sixth highest in the league. So, 16 goals scored on 27 shots on target. That is a very good success ratio compared to you know other teams in the league. Suturo also has the lowest touches, amount of touches in the attacking uh, box in the opponent's box. So that is 206 uh, attacking box touches. That's the that's the lowest in the Serie B. So what does this tell us? Well. I believe this is a. This really just shows you how you know defensively solid this team is. We we even saw it last season where Cittadella went to Bolzano needing a result. It was a very dull first half, and really the, Cittadella got their goal through Mirko Antonucci, but Sutiro never gave up, and they eventually got back and tied the game. So this is this is definitely going to be one of Cittadella's hardest games to break down. I think this so far this year. I think you know Suturo definitely one of the best uh, defensively teams in the league. They just they know how to defend. They actually love to defend. So it's going to be interesting because uh, you know when you think of Cittadella, they don't have a lot of the ball sometimes. They don't really control possession most games. A, a little bit here and there, but um, definitely. They're not gonna control the ball the entire game, and that's what Sutiro is really gonna let them have the ball in this game. They're gonna, you know, say here, sit back, uh, you take the ball, you'll pass it around, whatever. We'll make sure to intercept it, counter, and go. Wait for that moment to really pounce and ho- and hopefully get in behind. I think that's gonna be the game plan from Beasley, as as we have always seen uh, with this team. Casseraghi, uh, Daniele Caseraghi, has been a very important player for Sutiro this year. He's had uh, he was the leading goal scorer in the league before Massimo Coda uh, re overtook him. Uh, but I believe, I believe he has seven or six goals this season already. Caseraghi, so very good. Um, you know they also got the striker uh, Odogu up there. He scored two goals against Cittadella last season. So. Um, another thing for Cittadella is they've, they've never won more than three games under Guarini and currently on a two game winning streak. Although the two wins came kind of a long time ago in terms of, uh, dates, that's like two or three weeks ago since the last time we played, uh, but Cittadella still on a two game winning streak and they have not won more than three games under Guarini. That the most games is three games, and that came at the very, very start of his Cittadella career in 2021. They haven't won three games since, so this is an opportunity to equal that record and to see where they could go from there. Uh, All-time record against Tutirol is two wins, one draw, and two losses, even on the goals scored uh, with 11 goals scored each. So this is a very tight fixture. This is a very uh, difficult to call fixture. I'm like i keep saying in this podcast i still think this is going to be a low scoring game uh i mean i i want to say zero zero because i could see definitely see chitadella having some chances having some opportunities but Sutiro being very tight in the back also when they do attack i do see chitadella handling the the Sutiro attack well um, although they they do have a very good conversion rate when they do get the shot on target. So eliminating the, the shots from out wide and out in the box, I think it would be very is very key for this matchup coming on Saturday. Uh what else? What else? What else do I have here? Uh I also think that, you know, this is this might be a good game for maybe Filippo Pitarello to really score in this because yeah, he is by far underperforming his XG in um, it's so far this year it's not like he's totally missing or not appearing in games and totally ghosting from games, he is in these games he's he's lively, he's having shots on target, he's getting in good areas, it's just not really finding the back of the net, he's only found the net once in his Chittarela games but you know This is once again a good opportunity to go in as the December slash November streak of games continues as this will take us all the way to Christmas, really, or Boxing Day, really. Cheetahrella, let's see, has one, two, three, four, five, six. They have six games in about uh, one month or so, going all the way to Boxing Day. I'll read you right now. Uh, is uh, Saturday. It's a lot of consecutive Saturday games at the 2 p.m. local time kickoff. So chitarella will be hosting Sutro, like I said, this upcoming Saturday. Uh, then they will play away to Frau Pisalo, which remember they play in Piacenza because of the stadium issue. Then at home against Cosenza, that's going to be another difficult game. Away at Modena, another difficult game. Home against Spezia on the twenty-third. Who knows what Spezia is going to look like by then? If they're going to revive under Luca D'Angelo, we'll see. And then they finish out the year. They finish out the 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 match day, the the andata rounds uh, against Ascoli away on uh, December twenty-sixth, the day after Christmas. That is Boxing Day. Uh. That is that's the schedule for Cittadella and I'm still looking to see if I have anything to talk about. Although I, I've I've talked about it many times on this podcast, Cittadella when conceding first, they end up um, that hap- happens a lot this year. That ends up with four, two, and five records. So four wins, two draws, and five losses from that uh, home points so far. They have 11 home points. Last season's points tally was 23. So. With a win for a uh, win for Cittadella against Sutiro on Saturday, they'll be nine points away from equaling their home points tally from last year. That's pretty interesting. That just shows you how much Cittadella really struggled last season. But uh, anyway, so I think that's going to be it for this podcast. I uh, I'm I'm really I really apologize. I thought I would be going a little longer but uh apparently not uh before we go i'm gonna just read you the Serie b match day what is it we're already on match day 14 of Serie b can you believe it we're gonna be uh all the way to the half point halfway point by christmas that's uh, really crazy to believe but anyway here's match day 14 of Serie b uh returning from the international break friday we have spezia away to sampdoria so a lingurian Derby there, if uh, you want to call it that. Uh, Bardi hosting Venezia. Cremonese hosting Lecco. Parma against Modena. Cittarella-Sutiro. Reggiana-Ascoli. Como for Alpisalo, And Pisa against Brescia. That's all on Saturday, uh, except for the Friday match against Sampdoria and Spezia. Then on Sunday, you got Ternana hosting Palermo. And then the big one, the Derby in Calabria, is Catanzaro versus Cosenza. The table going into this match day, Chitarella currently tied on points with Cosenza, in eighth place. Uh, with uh, they play Catanzaro, like uh, like I said, that is just two points above them. So with a win, it's likely Chitarella will go into the playoff spots um, during if if they do get a win, and going into the next week. But uh, Parma still lead the pack there. Uh, second place, Venezia. Third place, Palermo. Cremonese is up there. At the bottom, you still got Ferel Salo. You got Ternana down there. Spezia still. Ascoli, Lecco, You know, Sampdoria. Brescia are on a five-game losing streak, so that'll be something to watch. But that is kind of the where we stand going into this match day of Serie B. Now, I could say, now it is my time to sign off from this podcast. Thank you so much for listening in to this episode, episode number 103 of this Chittagachi USA show. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the United States and to whoever who celebrates. Uh, Very thankful for this audience and this uh, fan base that we've been growing and continuing to grow with this podcast and on social media website all that stuff thank you so much i really appreciate it but that's gonna be it for me Dell getting ready for suit on saturday it's a 2 p.m local time kickoff at 8 a.m eastern time you could catch the game on sky Dazone zone in italy and with that being said, I will see you next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cheetah and visit our website at cheaticauchausa.com for more information, news, articles, all that stuff, go check it out at cheatikachusa.com. Thank you for listening in. Once again, I'll see you next week. And as always, Forza Cheetah. Thank you for listening to the Cheet USA show. If you liked it, please share and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA. See you next time, and remember, Forza Cheetah!